All right. Happy, happy Wednesday, wherever you are. Listen, it's about that time for Ready, Set, Real Estate. If you've been enjoying the Entrepreneur Series, thank you for showing up. Uh, today is a show day. Actually, let me take this off. Today is a show day. What does that mean? We get to talk about what's going on with real estate. So market updates, news. Sometimes I do guest uh, features, guest interviews, presentations and workshops, all kinds of stuff. Let me just kind of do that. All right. Uh, today, I'm feeling this right now. Today, we're going to discuss on season seven, episode six, virtual selling or buying real estate. Have you been seeing this trend? For those of you who are new to me, welcome. My name is Lisa Puerto. I'm an active, a licensed California real estate broker. I'm creator and founder of this platform, Ready Set Real Estate, where we talk about the flip, where we talk about the flip, flops, boom, and busts in the real estate industry with special guest features, including my millennial guests. And we get to learn all walks of life, all aspects of real estate, where I've covered residential, commercial, agricultural, industrial, manufacturing. And remember, this show is a proud supporter of Real Estate 100 Youth Foundation. Proud supporter of Real Estate 100 Youth Foundation. I have been getting inquiries about the Real Estate Youth Bootcamp. So, of course, because we are in a time of social distancing, I'm kind of time stamping the video by bringing that up. So for those of you who are seeing this in a future time or once upon a time in the time of 2020, the population when I was experiencing social distancing, uh, this became a popular trend. This being this right here. Where is it right there? This right here. All right, let me do it this way. Do it this way. This right here, virtual selling or buying real estate. <laughs> so make sure you say hi, say hello. Uh, Evan Jefferson is in the building. Hey, Evan, how are you? Thanks for chiming in. I missed you this morning. I missed you on the Entrepreneur Series. If you are on YouTube, shout out to my YouTubers. Make sure you're logged in and signed in so you can say hi and hello. And I am observing a recent trend. And for those of you who are, are taking the Entrepreneur Series, you may see this is the copy and paste experience that I've, I've talked about where people copy each other and just because other people are doing it doesn't necessarily mean it's right. So I think it's a point of discussion. So uh, also announcements. So Ready Set Real Estate, uh, the boot camp for the youth. That is, I've been asked, so I've been getting inquiries about making that a virtual boot camp. Uh, I, I'm still exploring what that might look like. I'm not really excited about Um, but I'm not as excited about that. So with that, I say, let's see, with that, I say, uh, just stay connected. Uh, we are going to do the live and that's what we're going to do. We're going to do the live boot camp and give the youth a boardroom experience and so, so many amazing things. All right. 
So let's talk about today, virtual selling or buying real estate. And here's why you should not. Now, of course, my opinions are my opinions only. And I've noticed some people have the same sentiment or expression, but no one's really talking about it because everyone is just copying and pasting their experience. Hi, Vivian. She says, hi, Lisa Porto. Hi, how are you? Uh, and so I think we should talk about this and let's create a safe space. So here, this is no judgment. We're not passing any judgment, but we are just um, sharing as we are all making adjustments to a new way of doing business or as we're pivoting. And this is what we're talking about. We're pivoting right now as we are pivoting. Ooh, let me just make sure I put my volume down. Uh, as we are learning to pivot in our businesses, all this is novel, right? Novelty. There's novelty, new ways of doing things. And so there's going to be some trial and error. And then sometimes there are just going to be some things where you just say, no, that's not going to work. So today I want to talk about uh, six reasons why you should not virtually sell or buy your real estate. Uh, and that's counter to the dynamic of what I see happening. Thank you, Vivian. She says one and two, which she which she knows. Price of admission here for the free stuff is you shared it, right? So press one uh, if you shared it. Uh, press one says I'm here, and press two lets me know I shared. Great. Okay. Thanks, Vivian. Make sure I put that banner up for some folks. So with that being said, um, I just want to make sure. Okay. Looks like we might be having issues with internet connection. And if I'm losing my internet connection, Okay. All right. Let me know if you hear me fine because um, it, it's kind of funky on my end. So I kind of see something happening. But nevertheless, you know how I go. If I have issues with connections, I'm going to come back on when it works. All right. So tuning in. So there is a growing trend and it seems to be popular right now uh, for industry professionals to uh, jump on the bandwagon of saying to people that it's they can sell their sell and buy buy a home or property right from their computer right from without ever leaving their home gosh i think that's dangerous i absolutely think that's dangerous especially because of the things that i'm going to cover so point one there is this thing called square square footage square footage inaccuracies I will ask you, for those of you who are sheltering in place, you're staying in place right now, can you tell me the square footage of the room that you're sitting in? Would you be able to tell me the square footage of the room that you're sitting in? Much less you're being expected to know the square footage of an entire home right from virtual tours, right? You've been given the data, we say 1,600 square feet, three bedroom, one and a half bath, detached garage. And so you go, okay, 1,600 square feet. Hmm, I actually don't know how big that is. Some people may have a concept of square footage, but most people who've not ever 
invested in real estate or ever purchased their first home or property have no concept of that square footage. They have no concept of the space. The second issue in terms of why you will be running into issues when you are selling or buying real estate, uh, as we are, you know, as the industry is saying, you can all do this virtually, y'all. Y'all can do, you can do this all virtually. Um, Vivian says, no, I, I'm probably getting I'm caught up late. Not sure if you guys are having issues or I still I still got some viewers. So I think I'm OK right now. But there was some issues just now with the connection. It just kind of hiccuped on my end. And I do know that uh, the social media channels, I do know uh, some of the platforms. I need even know with the the in the, the school district system uh, with so many people jumping on the band with meaning on the Wi-Fi and on the internet, that ha there has been some issues with connection. So uh, just, you know, just bear with me. Oh, okay, so she, she, okay, great. Vivian says, I would never buy real estate virtually. I think that's good. And, and here's my real concern about being told to buy real estate virtually. I think it's an insult to someone's intelligence. I think it's an insult to someone's intelligence to say you are going to participate and investing, let's talk from the buy side. You as a buyer, you're going to invest your money in one of the largest investments that you're going to make in your life. Because most people typically buy one home unless they're investors and this is what they do. That's a whole different breed of clientele. So a whole different type of clientele who can purchase a sight unseen or people have done this more than two times. You've been down this rodeo before, you know how to do the subject to interior inspection offers, right? So that may work for you, but for someone, for the most part, the people that we know who are doing this as their first rodeo, hey, Jennifer, good evening. Hello, hi, how are you? Um, for those people who are doing it for the first time, this is not going to be the best avenue. Vivian says, you could be sold a shack that looks like a mansion. Absolutely. Do you feel that people who are perpetuating this push to virtually sell or buy real estate, how do you feel about them? Is that something, are you more inclined to work with someone who's saying this is something you can do? This is one of your largest investments or does that come off a little insensitive or even an insult? How I interpret it, especially because I work with buyers and I specialize with first time buyer clientele or I'm working with those first time sellers they have no concept of how to do this. And because they have no concept, I, I think it's almost an insult to say that you can do, you can make one, one something that is saddled with possible litigations, possible litigations from left to right. You can be facing a lawsuit from left to right and you're being told that this is something you can do virtually. Uh, CJ, if he chimes in, he may mention a comment. He said, he said, you can't live it, live in it virtually. So Jennifer says, I would not buy a home virtually. Okay. looks like we have a growing census happening right now. So when you see people, industry agents saying to you, no worry, don't worry. It's all okay. People, you can still buy your home virtually. Do you think that's creating an adverse effect of their brand or their level of professionalism? 
Jennifer says, I would have, I would look at the house online, but I have to go to visit the home. Absolutely. So I think there's a, there's, there's a, there's a, it's again, it's grossly scary to me for someone to say, you can do this all from the comfort of your home, from never leaving your home and that you're supposed to rely on your home inspector, which you pay, they're going to give you a paper report and they're going to talk about their findings. Um, you now cannot really rely on the appraiser because effective a couple days ago, drive-by appraisals are the new thing. Yay. Are you excited? No, you shouldn't be. <laughs> I'm really having a, a facetious tone about all of this. I have such a facetious tone. I think it's an insult uh, to people um, in terms of logic. And because we are we, we are trying to create, we, the industry, the business and other businesses are attempting to recreate a new normality. There are some things that are just not going to work. There are some things that are not quite a good idea. So if you can't tell me what the square footage is of the space that you're, you're, you're self-quarantining in, how is it possible that you're going to really conceptualize the square footage and space of a property in relation to fitting three bedrooms, one and a half baths, a formal living, a formal dining room, and a kitchen with a laundry wash, a laundry room and 1600 square feet? How do you conceptualize that space? Not necessarily without walking in and physically. We can use all the technology as we want. And I've said this before. Technology is not going to replace real estate agents or real estate professionals or the industry. It's those using the technology that will replace those agents who are not. But here's the beauty of it. You still need an agent and industry professionals. You still need the team of professionals. For those of you who have consulted with me on the buy side, you know what I mean about the team of professionals, right? For those of you who have never done this before, and you don't realize that there's more than one person involved. There's more than just a broker like myself involved in your real estate transaction. There's the lender, there's the transaction coordinator, there's the escrow officer, there's the appraiser, there's a title officer, and there's your home inspector. If you hire on specialty inspectors, then count each one for every specialty level of uh, or, or area of the home you want inspected. So specialty inspections, I, I believe we did, it might be coming up. Let me look at my calendar. Specialty inspections. We're going to do a webinar in December on specialty inspections. So, you know, we do monthly webinars, as you can see happening here. April, um, our April webinar that's coming up, April 11th, is going to be rehab versus remodel. So stay tuned for that. Um, loyal supporters, you are counted in that. So Vivian says the house may need a bunch of repairs. Absolutely. That thing we call paint, I'm normally concerned when people paint property because now I'm asking, and this is me as a professional, I'm asking, what are you covering up? What are you potentially covering up? So if we have nicely painted properties in these virtual tours that we actually can't smell, right? There, is there an issue with mold? Because that's usually the first thing that I'm looking for. Not that I'm a mold expert, but clearly, in my experience, my senses are going to be activated and say, ah, there's there's something not quite.
right? Like not quite right. So that's a good point. Uh, Jennifer says the neighborhood is important. As a person that's been down this road before, I visit my home in the morning during school hours, during lunch, see who does not have jobs or, or what the heck. And after 8 p.m., I have to know who I'm going to be doing life with, keeping my family safe. Absolutely. So you can only do so much from your Google Maps and your virtual tours, and they show you what the what the view looks like down the street and up the street, right? So square footage and inaccuracy. Number two, wide angled cameras. A lot of you are a lot of you um, prosumers, you first time buyers or buyers who are viewing. You guys are seeing that you're getting tripped up. That it oh, when you walk into the house, because mind you, we're in an area where we're now being you know there's there's this trend. There's growing trend to seller by virtually. You walk into the home and you say, oh, it, it, it's, oh, it looked much bigger in the picture. Yes, because that is called a wide angled camera. Thank you, Jennifer says, work from home, WFH, work from home. Thank you. See, sometimes there's so many acronyms, I can't keep up with them. See, in my business, I have EMD, COE, uh, uh, STI, CCNR, RPA. You know, I got a whole bunch. <laughs> So I can't keep up with what mainstream social media is doing it, but I love it. Thank you. So w, uh, WFH work from home. So people who do not have jobs that work from home. I think that is important. Vivian also shares. It's enough that you have to trust and put up with a mechanic for your car. Exactly. Could you imagine? And I, I so that really hits very close to me because um, I do really appreciate my mechanic. My mechanic is after all these years, I found a great mechanic. And so unless you know, you know, unless this, the team of professionals you're working with are a trusted team that you know, they're going to give you the business, like they're going to give you the business, keep it real, let you know what's going on rather than sugarcoat because they might have commission breath, right? If they have commission breath, they're not going to want to share or disclose things to you, even though they are obligated. It is part of their fiduciary duty to disclose and share material defects with the property. They may not want to disclose that to you because guess what? If they're industry professionals and solely relying and dependent on commissions right now, and we know that what buyer demand has dropped significantly. We know that lenders currently are changing their guidelines to approve buyers. So we know the pool of buyers have shrunk massively. That means there's going to be pool of industry professionals that are actually going to be earning a living during this time. So that's why I have issues with that. That's why I have issues with all the points that you're sharing right now. Those are all valid. And this is why it's a valid discussion for you to think about, is this something I really wanna do? And you should be asking a ton of questions as to why even somebody would even just say to you that it's okay to do this. The third reason is layout design and functionality. Outside of your home inspection, do you realize one of the, the very first opportunities you have in terms of really understanding and conceptualizing layout design and functionality is during the open house or is when you do a private showing? One of the things I tell my clients is please turn on the water, flush the toilets, run the shower. Unless for whatever reason we're asked not to touch, if there's any disclosure of not to touch or certain rooms are not accessible to us, I always ask those questions. Are there any rooms that are not accessible? Are there item items that we should not, you know, 
and we go in, turn on the lights. Is the electrical reverse? You ever walk in a house where you 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 actually have to flip the switch down to turn it on and you flip the switch up to turn it off? You have reverse wiring happening. What about your faucets? You re yeah, it's reverse, right? Your fixtures, you turn the water, typically cold on the right, hot on the left, those are reversed. Or sometimes the fixtures open up in the out, they go, they go outside versus in. A whole bunch of stuff. Can you tell any leaks happening, right? Things that you notice, because guess what? When you write the contract, you know what you're saying? That you're accepting the property in its condition as is and where is. That you have done your due diligence inspections. I'm getting ahead of myself, but I'll come back to that. This is where all this ties in, in terms of layout design and functionality. These things can be a deal killer. Can you imagine, I mean, buyer's remorse on a rise, basically pretty much right now where as it stands in terms of the data, 44% of homeowners actually regret purchasing their first home. 36% of millennials regret purchasing their first home. And there were a couple of reasons. Because of this, some of this was happened. They bought online, they didn't see it. And I, and I don't know who does it, but people do do it. I mean, at some point, I I think it's I think it's insulting. I'm, this is just me. This is Lisa's opinion and not the opinion of other people. But clearly, there are some people in here that resonate with me and what I'm sharing. Okay, Vivian says I've never even thought about not being able to access a room. Yeah, there. So there's some people where um, some rooms are not accessible. That's something I always ask when I'm touring. Are there any rooms that we cannot access? Because I've been in properties where they say you cannot go in that room. That room is locked for whatever reason. I don't know what's going on. The room is not accessible, which means now if I'm looking at a three bedroom, one and a half bath, 1600 square feet, formal living, formal dining, kitchen with laundry room, detached garage, right? If I'm looking at something like that and I didn't get to see one of the bedrooms, I have not completed my due diligence inspection. And sometimes you will have, and it's because I'm, I see it, because I deal with fraud and different cases and different things where I see the industry agents try to get through and finagle. See, my clients come from people who will end up being taken or being screwed, scammed um, and abused by some of the industry agents, which is why I have a very special place um, in what I do as an activist and an advocate is because these are things that I'm seeing happening. So when I see something like drive-by appraisals, drive-by appraisals right now, and let's talk about this right now. A drive-by appraisal is basically because of the social distancing, the underwriting or the, the industry is allowing appraisers to just take exterior footage of the property. They no longer need to go inside and they are asking them to rely on data from the MLS, which is the multiple listing service and any public records and the data that they have for comparable properties. Here's why this is an issue is because as we talk about disclosing material facts, as we talk about due diligence with permits, um, and I've done, I did a whole segment on iBuyers. iBuyers, by the way, like Redfin and Zillow and some of those companies who offer their iBuyer programs, they have stopped those programs they have suspended those programs they are no longer offering cash deals in fact they're trying to get out of those contracts with the sellers that they 
said we were going to buy your house cash, they're now canceling and, and trying to back out of those contracts. And so I've been reading some of the stories and really a nightmare situation for sellers who took on took them on. Zillow, by the way, said, we're going to, we can't buy your house cash, but we will give you an offer to pay you a thousand dollars over the deposit to cancel the agreement, one, or two, we will help vet a real estate agent who will market and sell your home. Isn't that funny? How first you didn't need us, you didn't need us, right? But now you're saying in order to solve your situation, you need to hire an agent. Classic, classic. So, um, okay. So let's continue. Vivian says, man, you wouldn't even know what your utility, utility bill is going to look like. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Jennifer says, a monster house. Absolutely. And sharks in those waters. I agree. So these are really valid concerns. These are valid concerns I'm having about this. These are valid concerns. And let's move on. Feng Shui or energy. Some of you are very particular about Feng Shui and energy. That is a real thing. That is a real feeling, a real concept, a real, uh, it, it's real significant for people to know if this, how many times have you said, when I walk in the house, I just know it's the right one, right? I'll know when I walk in. Don't ignore that. That is a real thing. That is you feeling the energy, the feng shui. Is it a right fit? You're going into your intuition, knowing the answers that are coming from within. I don't discount those feelings. I do not discount those feelings. In fact, I encourage it. And in fact, it's an exciting thing for me to observe when people say, oh, this is it. This is it. Jennifer agrees. She says, very, very important. Very important. If you're tuning in and you're watching and you're tuning in for the first time, please make sure you press one, lets me know you're here. It says, I'm here. And press two, lets me know I shared it. So thank you for supporting. Thank you for viewing. Thank you for chiming in. I welcome your comments and feedback. This is an open discussion. We're discussing this new thing uh, of be, that's being pushed or promoted. And um, <clears throat> my opinion is I think it's an insult to one's intelligence, especially when you're talking about the largest investment that they are making in their life. Jennifer says, I know that feeling. This is it. Absolutely. Let's not ignore that. That is a real thing. So feng shui and energy. The fifth reason why I'm saying you should not virtually sell or buy real estate is this thing called nuisance. Very, very important. And in fact, it is referenced in common law tort. This you can sue somebody over. You can sue someone over this. Barking dogs, if they're just incessant barking dogs. Train. You didn't realize that there was a train nearby because the virtual tour or no one disclosed it. No one thought they, everyone's assuming you're going to do your due diligence, but it would help if you knew, especially if you, as a matter of fact, this was a real case that came up. This was a real case that came up. This was a lawsuit. This was a lawsuit. Absolutely nuisance. This was a real case that came up for someone as a nurse who works graveyard 
works graveyard and would come from work and think about this people were graveyard and would come home late and then you sleep you're sleeping during the day but then you didn't realize there was a train an active train passing if that wasn't disclosed to you or no one told you or you didn't that's grounds for litigation you can sue some, you can sue you can sue that's common law tort traffic knowing what time are you on a street where there's tons of traffic like jennifer said going in there you know before during and after right beginning during and middle of the day end of the day uh hugh likes to say um go this go saturday morning after the night before right after friday night go saturday morning go back and see what the activity is like drive by the area right now uh <laughs> I've been very facetious about this whole thing in my, in what I'm sharing, I, I'm being facetious uh, that we're, that this is even a, a discussion as a possibility to do. And again, my position I am sharing and I'm speaking for myself and, and, and the way I'm consulting and encouraging my clients is not in this direction for me. It's not, it's not gonna work for me because of uh, what I see in terms of liability a lawsuit waiting to happen because somebody didn't realize what they were getting themselves into because they were told to virtually sell or buy their home. And the sixth part is this thing we call due diligence. And you hear me say it all the time on the show, due diligence. Due diligence is your contractual obligation. It is in the purchase contract to do your due diligence. And it is your right to inspect. You have a period to do that. Depending on how your offer is written, you have a period to do that. I used this term earlier where I called it subject to interior inspection. So that means you can write an offer. You can look on it online. Right now you're being asked, and there are certain guidelines in terms of how many people in a property. If you're in a state where they're allowing social distancing and also where they're considering real estate an essential service where you're if you're in a state where real estate is not considered an essential service and i have a whole nother rant about that um because we've been at war over land since the beginning of time so miss me with all that you know real estate not being essential are you kidding me every single thing that's been shut down is real estate this is we were talking about real estate commercial we're talking about agricultural Industrial, we're talking about a farmer's market I heard was being asked to close. So the, the governor issued a notice to close down farmer's market. We're talking about an agricultural part of our industry, the residential aspect, the manufacturing aspect, the industrial aspect, this is all real estate. This is what we're really talking about. If you really want to really get to the bottom of this, this is about land and money. I'm not being insensitive to those who are impacted, dying or being affected by COVID-19. Unfortunately, you have gotten caught up in one of the biggest refinances of the United States of America in the process. We talked about this on Friday, the wealth game, stocks and real estate, where a lot of people's wealth, pension, retirement accounts have just been wiped out because you've been told over and over to where you build wealth is saving your money, investing in stocks, and doing it this way and doing it that way, instead of being encouraged to be innovative, innovative and using what's in between these two temples. 
this is why I'm bringing this is why I'm bringing this up because I think we should talk about it. I mean, right now people are still finding ways to continue to do business, but guess what? Um, there's going to be a huge disconnect, and I can only imagine of how many people will regret or there will be some lawyer out there that'll come up with a class action lawsuit against the industry because we've got a couple class action lawsuits happening already against the industry. I've talked about them last year. They're still actively going. And until they come up to, you know, some type of settlement, which is going to impact the industry, what I see happening, all the factors and things that have been put into play, virtual selling or buying, drive-by appraisals, um, verbal verifications, so if I, have, if I have an appraiser that no longer see the appraiser is the eyes for the bank, the eyes for the lender. So if you have unscrupulous people, which we know we do in every business, including real estate, we know for the most part, um, there's been a survey done that showed that real estate uh, agents are the least trusted people. They've, they've, they've fallen before a car, down below car salesmen. And I've talked that talked about it before. This is why Ready Set Real Estate exists is because it is an active, active advocacy and a way to be actively encouraging and uplifting the professionals and creating an ethical environment for us to do business because we are impacting people's lives, one of the largest parts of their lives, which is their home, the roof of their head, housing. So I'm on your side. I am colleagues, I am on your side. I'm saying as you're moving in this direction, if you're taking this on and you're doing a copy and paste experience and you're saying to people that they can virtually sell or buy, you are possibly one phone call away from a class action lawsuit. Be very mindful, be very careful in terms of disclosure because if appraisers can't get into a property, guess what? They won't be able to tell whether there has been conversions illegal conversions unless someone is disclosing that. So now you get illegal conversions financed through, it gets through on the resale part, someone you now decide you bought this home, you say, I bought it like that. Now you're trying to sell it. Guess what? Now we have an issue because now you're trying to pass on something that was never permitted, never legally done and has a huge liability. And for all you know, your insurance, your fire insurance is impacted by that. You know that if you have illegal conversions, your fire insurance will not cover that. They won't cover additions. They won't. They'll cover what's legally permitted. They're not going to cover your bonuses. If some some electrical or faulty wiring happens in in your bonus conversion, you're going to have an issue with your property insurance claim. All right, so I'm going to wrap this up. <laughs> Vinny says, "Man, you even have to watch out for contractors that may hire to do repairs." Absolutely. All right, so these are my top six reasons why you should not virtually sell or buy real estate. Square footage and accuracies, those little fancy equipment called wide angle cameras, layout design and functionality, feng shui and energy, nuisances like barking dogs, train, uh, train traffic, and you can think about so much more. That is common law tort. And the last and more important one is your ability to do your due diligence. It is your contractual obligation. Don't let anyone fool you and say that you can do it a different way when it is your contractual right and obligation to be able to do your due diligence inspections. It is your right to inspect. All right. 
With that, I say that is my time. Make sure you share the video so that we can empower someone else with this information. All right. Stay tuned next week, you guys. Uh, on Wednesday, as we continue on our show, I've been trying out some new music. And uh, especially uh, now that I figure out how to do um, all this fanciness right now. Okay. Well, with that, I say have a fantastic and productive day. I will see you next week as we continue our show, Ready, Set, Real Estate. Bye.